You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College episode number 301, Harry Truman, part four. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Jason, here we are, talking about Harry Truman. It's 1951. The United States says, all right, we're done with these people serving too many uh, terms in office. You know, two's enough. Three, four, forget it. We're never having that happen again. Gee whiz. But not until that next one. So Harry Truman's <laughs> on his second term, and they're like, well, let's put a grandfather clause in here so we're not, like, targeting him directly. Um, basically saying, like, the incumbent president, he could still run for more if he wanted to. That makes me think, Jason, what if he had, like, kept running like six or seven times in one and it just became like Harry Truman show. Ooh. And I just want to use wax in the middle of a sentence. People okay. would wax nostalgic for a multi-term president, even though it wasn't that nostalgic, but you know, consecutive. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, Hey, this is the last time we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he, you know, even though he could, he really doesn't seriously consider um, running for another term in 1952. But he's already on the ballot in the primary in New Hampshire, and so he just leaves it there. A bunch of people are like, nah, don't, please don't, like, go and, can uh, you know, campaign anywhere else. You're getting kind of old, you know, got some health problems going on, and... Truman's like, yeah, that's fine, but I'm not going to back anybody else. So <laughs> um, Chief Justice Fred Venson at the time, also Illinois Governor Adlai Stevenson, we've heard his name many times before, turn the president down. And we'll talk about his vice president in the next episode, but he's kind of too old at this point. So he's like still trying to recruit people. Uh, he comes and tries to get Dwight Eisenhower, uh, but... He's really more interested in seeking the Republican nomination, believe it or not. So he leaves his name in the primary, and he's incredibly unpopular by this point. Kafafer beats him. He officially announces uh, a couple weeks later he would not run for a second full term, meaning a third term technically. And uh, there you go. That's history. He's done. Yeah. Ali Stevenson, he becomes the presidential candidate for the Democratic Party, uh, yeah, he gains that at the 1952 DNC. Eisenhower, of course, gets the Republican nod, and he and Richard Nixon say, Truman, Korea, communism, corruption, I'm going to clean up the mess in Washington, we're going to get things straightened out, and, well, 
he handily beats Stevenson in the general election. Interestingly enough, so Truman and Eisenhower, they're getting along pretty well up until this point. And then the relationship sours considerably. Oh, yeah. And it sours because Truman um, was really disappointed that Eisenhower didn't basically put down Joseph McCarthy. You know, all the stuff going on with McCarthyism and everything that he didn't like trounce him at the time. And Eisenhower was pretty upset when Truman accused him of disregarding forces of anti-Semitism, anti-Catholicism, anti-foreignism, you know, just trying to make a bad name for him within the Republican Party, or maybe not trying to, but definitely helping to make a bad name for him. Yeah. So Truman, he's done in Washington. He's no longer the president. Eisenhower's the man. You know, that's the election where they didn't even speak to each other. Truman and Eisenhower yeah. didn't speak to each other on the way from the White House to the the Capitol for the inauguration and all that. Yeah. Man, how ugly is that? I know. It's tense. Um, he goes back to Independence, Missouri, Truman does, and he lives at the Wallace home where he and Bess uh, shared with her, mo- her mom. Because what do you do when you're no longer the president? You move back in to where your wife's family is from. That's right. And he's like, I don't want to take any money from any corporate businesses, um, but hey, I'm kind of poor. And he only is making $112 a month, which is like a thousand bucks in today's money as a pension. So that's it. He needs some cash. Yeah, there's nothing in place yet for the for former presidents and you know when he was in the senate there was nothing yet for that either so he takes out a loan uh in his own name from a bank and then he's like man i gotta churn some cash so i can pay this loan back and he finds a book deal uh he somebody offers him a book deal and they're like okay we're gonna give you a flat payment six hundred and seventy thousand dollars which sounds like an awful lot right i mean that's that's a good chunk of change uh, after he pays tax, which was quite a hefty fee, and then he pays his assistants that probably helped him write the book and get it published and everything, he got about $37,000, which is still a decent amount of money in that time frame. But, you know, if you're hoping to live for a few more years, it's, it's going to run out eventually. Um, you know, the memoirs are huge, but he took basically that lump sum payment at the beginning and wasn't able to capitalize on the... Um, the commercial success of them. Yeah. Hey, Ben, have you ever heard about like what the tax rate was in the fifties? It was was like crazy high. Yeah. I never really thought of that. I always thought of it in terms of, you know, taxes are bad and man, we pay a lot of them, but like, it's ridiculous to see the tax rate. So it was like two thirds of those, uh, royalties or I guess the, what is that called? A, um, down payment. What is that called? An advance. Like, yes, man. Yeah. The tax rate. Let me look here. I'm, I'm looking in 1958. The top tax rate uh, was potentially up to 90% for if you made over a certain amount of money. Now, I'm not sure if he crossed that threshold, but it still still tells you that um, 24 tax brackets uh, and the highest percent was 91%. And of course, you know, he probably didn't have all those loopholes to get out of those. uh Getting out of paying those, so 
you didn't make as you, the more money you made, the less money you made. Is kind of how it worked. Yeah. So Congress gets involved, and they're like, "This is a shame. Uh, we're going to pass the former President's Act, and that act offers a twenty-five thousand dollar yearly pension to each former president." Uh, they say that Truman's not the reason they passed this, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, don't yeah. insult our intelligence. Herbert Hoover, he's the only other living former president at the time. He decides to take the pension even though he doesn't need to because, you know, Hoover's a Republican, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to pay, you know, they don't need help. Uh, Hoover does take his pension because he doesn't want to embarrass Truman. And you remember that about Hoover and the relationship that he had with Truman. Truman actually reaches out to Hoover during his administration because FDR kind of gave Hoover the shaft. He's like, yeah, forget you. And Truman reaches out to Hoover and well, all shucks. I'm going to take my pension is what Herbert says. Yeah. Why not? So, presidential libraries are like a big thing when you exit the white house and they really start planning for them before you're ever out of the white house and you know from the day you get there and you get all these gifts you're not allowed to keep you're not supposed to keep any of those gifts that you get um as the president uh, especially if it's like furniture or something for the white house so truman is out there working up um you know, a bunch of private donations to help build a library which of course you know then he's going to donate back to the federal government that's something that a lot of people before hadn't done, but a lot of people after have done, or everyone pretty much after has done. Um, basically, he's you know he petitions Congress to make sure that that happens, and um, kind of starts the modern day presidential library practice. So there's tons of libraries out there, obviously, but um, this is kind of the reorganizing of how they worked and how they're funded and who they're given to and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Truman, like any good retired president still stays involved kind of in politics he tries to be the elder statesman and all he supports Adelaide Stevenson in 1956 although he uh, supports the Democratic governor from New York Averill Harriman well that didn't work too well for Harriman he loses to Stevenson <laughs> um, but Truman stays involved in the senatorial uh, campaigns uh, for all over the country. In 1964, Truman goes back to Washington, addresses the Senate. He says, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this new rule that allows for former presidents to take the floor of the Senate. So that's exactly what he does. Uh, by 1964, he's deteriorating. His health is deteriorating. President Johnson signs the Medicare bill at the Harry Truman Presidential Library. He gives the first two Medicare cards to Harry and Bess, and he says, hey, thanks, former President Truman. It's because of you we got this. And he votes absentee in the 1972 presidential election, and he passes away on December 5th of that year. Jason, I know former presidents can come on the floor of Congress. Can former Congress people come onto the floor? Is that a thing? That's a good question. I would imagine not, but there, there'd just be too many of them trying to come on to, who knows? I'll have to look that up sometime. And start flapping their jaws and talking. <laughs> yeah. So, Truman had, like, we've talked many times 
not only in these episodes about him specifically, but other episodes as well about the impact, the cultural impact, the financial impact, the societal impact that Truman really had uh, on the nation during his time as president, his time uh, as vice president, everything else. And it's hard to think of a president modern, let's call it modern day, that's had more of a long lasting impact, positive or negative, however you however you think, but just uh, really changed a lot of things. Yeah. And a lot of us simply look at Truman as, well, he was the president who approved the bomb and right. he probably didn't know, or maybe he did realize the impact of that, but for that to be the singular thing of his presidency that people would remember Uh that's what he did and history has a way of glossing over the controversies and truman is seen as well i guess a better than average president even though when he left office it wasn't seen that way yeah yeah well hey i hope when uh when when this podcast is over you'll remember us as better than average podcasters <laughs> because <laughs> uh we like to think that that's the case but who knows uh we really appreciate if you went over to itunes left us a rating and review uh that really does help us out in the rankings we're almost always in the charts um but we would really love just if you made us feel nice inside uh by leaving us a review and uh we'd still have that happy dance that we do every now and then I promise you that Harry didn't do the happy dance. No, I don't think that's the case. But we will. We will. We promise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, join up on our Facebook group. If you're not there already, go to electioncollege.com slash group. Um, There's a bunch of people in there who like listening to the show or at least pretend like they do so they don't hurt our feelings. Uh, If you got anything to say about history, even if you just want to post some pictures from a historical site you've been to, that would be cool as well. Yeah, we dig all of that kind of stuff. And while we're asking for stuff, um, yeah, shop on Amazon. Use our affiliate link. You can do that by going electioncollege.com slash Amazon, and you will be ushered into the presence of Amazon. You won't see any difference, but we will see some cash come into our bank because of the shopping that you do. It's just kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time.